Welcome to The Unfiltered Empath. The Unfiltered Empath is a podcast for anyone who feels extremely deeply. This podcast is filled with conversations that will hopefully make you feel less alone as you navigate the world as an empathic being. Thank you so much for being here with me. Let's dive in. human beings. My name is Sam and welcome to another episode of The Unfiltered Empath. Today I'm going to talk about open-heartedness and living open-hearted as a radical act that is very much worth it and also my favorite tool to opening up the heart and practicing opening up the heart as an everyday practice, right? So not something that is just so easy to do, but something that we show up to every day and that I've committed to showing up to every day. And that is with ceremonial cacao. So in this episode, I will lay out the history and just deep reverence for this plant medicine, as well as opening the heart and living in the world with an open heart as a radical act. So here we go. So when we specifically look at the heart chakra, the heart chakra is the center of compassion, love, healing, kindness, forgiveness, and gratitude. It is quite literally in the chakra system, the center of our physical bodies. So we have the three lower chakras at the bottom of our bodies, which is the root chakra, the sacral chakra, and the solar plexus. Then we have the heart chakra in the middle. And then above the heart, we have the throat, the third eye, and the crown. And the heart is the bridge. As I like to think of it, it's the bridge between these denser energies that exist in the bottom of our our system, of our body. So at the bottom of our body, this is where we store more of these beginning of life experiences, more of these heavy emotions, these traumas, these deeply lodged subconscious, a lot of times memories that are stored within us that limit us from feeling safe in our body, safe in our creativity, safe in our sexual expression, and safe in our sense of personal power. So when these centers are blocked, It's hard for us to be confident and it's hard for us to express who we are. And then the upper level chakras are more about this connection with the higher level thought, the higher power, the higher divine with our intuition, with the flow of the universe. We have to have these higher centers open and spinning and active in order to to create this flow, right? But the heart is so important in this equation because it is this bridge. It's this bridge space that allows us to feel and to feel love and gratitude and compassion, which are the most important human emotions if we are to live a fulfilling life. And when this heart center is closed, which I'm just going to say, it's probably closed to some variance in every single one of us, right? We get hurt 
We get hurt throughout our lives. And so our natural instinct is to close the heart and to put up walls around the heart specifically. But what those walls actually do is our intention is to put up walls to keep the pain out. But what it actually does is it keeps the pain locked in. And it keeps this old, stagnant, stuck pain, old story closed into our bodies. And it creates such this thick, dense wall over time because we keep on saying, ah, I don't want to feel that. Let me build another wall, build another wall, build another wall. And we keep it locked in, right? And so it's not your fault and it's not my fault and it's not anyone's fault that we have these walls that we've built around our hearts because it's a strategic thing to do. It's, a, it's, a, it's something that makes sense to us to not want to get hurt anymore. So then we close off. And so what we can do when we know that we have walls around our hearts, it's not just about open your heart and then all of a sudden it's open. <laughs> It's, I mean, that's just, it's impossible. And that's spiritual bypassing at its finest, right? To just say, let me just open my heart to you or this situation. And then it's all of a sudden open. No, this is deep work about getting really clear. And this is an exercise that you can do right now. This is an exercise that I love. If you just close your eyes and feel into this heart space, let your awareness drift there. Feel what it feels like in this space. Without judgment, does it feel open? Does it feel heavy? And I want you to sense any walls that you can witness in this space. Just notice, what do the walls feel like? How dense are they? How thin are they? What material are you seeing? What color are they? Start to pump your breath now, taking deep breaths in and out. And with each breath, I want you to imagine this healing green emerald bright light sending straight to your heart space, straight to these walls. So each inhale, you imagine this vibrant green light emanating in your heart space. And with each exhale, you imagine it sending throughout your heart space. Just notice, does this healing light dissolve the walls at all? And if it doesn't, that's okay. Just keep sending it. And 
Know that you can return to this practice whenever you feel yourself blocking up, whenever you feel constricted in this space. And you can come to open your eyes again if you did close your eyes. It's a practice. Heart healing starts with this deep foundation of love and compassion for ourselves. And that's a daily commitment and practice in a world of pain, right? In a world where everything tells us that it's way safer to live closed. Where we're constantly inundated with triggers and memories of the past and memories and fears for the future and traumatizing news and just a general lack of compassion that we witness amongst our brothers and sisters. Everything in our, in our lives tells us that it's safer to close, to not feel, to not acknowledge, to numb. It's about witnessing this. And it's about choosing every day. It's a choice. Do I want to open my heart or not? You can live your entire life with a closed heart and you'll still be okay. But wouldn't you rather live a life of deep love and gratitude and compassion? A life that transcends the pain, that transcends the hardship and the sorrow. It doesn't bypass it. Living with an open heart is not some fucking woo-woo bullshit about just open your heart. It's not that. Opening your heart is a practice and it's a fucking radical act of saying I'm gonna live in this scary traumatizing sometimes fucking awful world feeling all of it I'm committing to feeling all of it I'm committing to being a vessel that does not shut down in the face of hardship and sorrow and pain, but rather opens my fucking heart to it so that I can experience it all. And when I open my heart to the pain, I also open my heart to the love and to the gratitude and to the absolute unbelievable beauty that exists when I live in this space. And it's a choice that says I would rather live and be whole with an open heart than to be closed and numb. Because I recognize that so much healing and joy and compassion and gratitude exists in this center. So if you're listening to this and you've made the choice to live with an open heart, congratulations. It's not easy. And it's a constant practice. And it's fucking hard to love ourselves, right? Because all of our shadow comes creeping in and says, why do you get to deserve to live with an open heart and live in love and in gratitude when there's so much suffering in the world? And maybe we hear that even from other people. Why do you get to be happy? Why do you get to be in joy and bliss when look at what's going on? How can you be happy in the face of this? How can you live with an open heart and be open? 
It's a choice. And it comes with such beauty, but it also comes with such pain. But in my opinion, the beauty far surpasses the pain. One of my favorite, favorite resources for this work on heart coherence and choosing to live in a state of open-heartedness is this little tiny research team called the Heart Math Institute. And they're located in Northern California and they talk about the practice of living in this space of open-heartedness, of gratitude, of joy and abundance. And how when we live from this state, our frequency surrounding our bodies is so absolutely magnetic in the experiences that that draws to us. And in the world of manifestation, when we practice living from this meditative place every single day, and when we show up to the practice of opening our hearts every day, what we can call into our sphere is so profound And Joe Dispenza has meditations that go along with that and that teach us to live from this open-hearted space. And another resource that I love because she really gets to the nitty-gritty of first healing and facing the shadow and the less desirable parts, right? Which I talked about, the lower chakras, is Lacey Phillips' To To Be Magnetic. Her work is about that more shadow, denser inner child stuff before we get to this open-hearted living. So I highly recommend both of those resources. Neither of them speak specifically about the chakras, but their work is completely related to the chakras indirectly. So those are my ways that I consciously show up to the journey of opening my heart. And like I said, it is a practice And anybody who tells you that it's easy is maybe lying to you. I don't know. Not my my place to judge. But if you choose to do so, I bow to you. And one of the ways that I have come to open my heart and one of my medicines in opening my heart and working with something that's more tangible is ceremonial cacao and having my own personal cacao ceremonies almost every day. So I want to start by explaining what ceremonial cacao is. So ceremonial cacao is much different than regular chocolate that we know of, and it's vastly different even than raw cacao powder, which is popularized in the health community and you'll probably see at your local grocery store. Cacao powder uses part of the bean, while ceremonial cacao uses the whole entire bean. So that's including the cacao butter, which makes ceremonial cacao creamy, rich in minerals, and it yields much more noticeable heart-opening effects upon drinking it than regular cacao powder, raw cacao powder does. And ceremonial cacao is a special, special medicine that has been used for thousands of years in the Mayan tradition. It's been revered, studied, and worked with 
both in and out of ceremony by the Mayans. Cacao has been known to them as the food of the gods and is regarded as a sacred plant used both medicinally and ceremonially by them. The Mayans truly, truly recognize the profound healing effects that drinking chocolate has on the heart, the mind, the body, and the spirit. And it is with such great honor and respect that I work with and invite the spirit of cacao into my life. And anyone who works with cacao should treat it with deep reverence and respect as the sacred medicine that it deserves in each and every ceremony, both personal and in group settings. And I am just so clear every time I explain cacao to somebody that I am forever a student of the plant, constantly learning, and I'm in full dedication of never taking or dishonoring cacao's tradition and using it as my own, but rather I'm answering the call to work with the medicine for deep heart opening, healing, and sharing the beautiful gift that cacao has given me to others, all the while while honoring its history and honoring that it has been such a deep source of, of ancient indigenous wisdom and also the pain that it's caused in some indigenous cultures and never for one moment disrespecting or dishonoring that and constantly, constantly just teaching myself about its history and about how I can be a facilitator and a drinker of cacao while honoring her spirit and the spirit of all who have come before me to even make it possible that this beautiful plant exists in my cup in America. And I want to read one thing from the chocolate shaman in Guatemala, and that is, according to both archaeologists and Mayan spiritual elders, the cacao spirit was one of the most powerful deities in ancient Mayan cosmology. While the ancient Mayans and Aztecs of southern Mexico and Guatemala are best known, there are contemporary indigenous cultures in Central and South America who continue cacao use in shamanic ceremony. Although one of this world's finest spiritual and shamanic partners, cacao was ignored in the 1960s resurgence of medicinal plants because it does not act like a psychedelic. It does not take you on its trip but facilitates your own. Ceremonial details of how ancient cultures use chocolate are not known. It is cacao's choice to return at this time, and I am having fun being part of her flow. And that is the Chocolate Shaman from Guatemala. You can follow them on Instagram. That is exactly what cacao is, right? It's a gentle, gentle plant medicine that can have incredibly profound effects on the heart and on opening the heart and on getting you into a state of flow. My personal experience with cacao has been so incredibly profound and has just had such, such vast 
and phenomenal effects on opening my heart and on getting me into my creativity and breaking down my shadows and my shames and reminding me of my divinity in so many ways. And of course, I drank cacao before this episode. And as I drank the cacao, I sat in a meditative place and I just opened my journal and just spilled out this poem from my heart because that's just what cacao does. The spirit of cacao is feminine, so we call it her. We call it the mother of cacao. The spirit of cacao is this feminine energy that works on your heart space. This isn't always a a beautiful process, right? If the spirit of cacao and the mother of cacao is working in your heart space, that means that before getting to this like gratitude and joy, she has to work on the walls and break down those walls and maybe show you your pain. Just as any plant medicine does. We see people who choose to do ayahuasca and they say about it that it's, it's not bliss, right? It's like you're shown exactly what you need to see. And a lot of times that's shadow and that's pain and that's hurt and that's suffering. And that's the same with cacao. And my teachers who've taught me about cacao and who've taught me how to facilitate and work with the medicine and share her medicine with others say that cacao, when she wants to work with you, she'll, she'll gently tap on your shoulder and she'll call you into her and she will plant these seeds of like, hey, I want to work with you. Let me into your life. Invite me in. And maybe that comes in the form of you simply listening to this podcast, right? Like this is a message then that you're getting the call. Or maybe you see ads about it, or maybe you see other people talking about it, or maybe you've heard about it, or your heart has been calling you to a virtual cacao ceremony or an in-person cacao ceremony, or that's something that piques your interest. And if it is, I highly recommend following that. So a little bit of science about this state. This is from the website ceremonialcacao.com and they say when drinking about one ounce of high quality cacao, this is ceremonial cacao, one can experience increased blood flow, mood elevation, and a more expanded state of consciousness. Cacao is a vasodilator, meaning your blood vessels and muscular systems relax when you drink it. When working with ceremonial doses of cacao, one can increase their blood flow by up to 30%, meaning that more blood, aka life force energy or prana, is moving through your body and nourishing all of your systems. So I can attest to the fact that I have experienced that so profoundly when working with cacao. And like I said, I work with her and her spirit every day in personal ceremony. And what I do in personal ceremony is I first start by making the cacao 
And I connect with her spirit the minute that I start making it. So I boil the water and I prepare the cacao and I blend it up and I'll put on some peaceful meditation music or just a music that really makes me feel light. And then I'll go into a silent space, a peaceful space, one where I know that I won't be bothered. I'll sit down and I'll start by just saying a prayer of sorts to the spirit of cacao. And this can be as short as thank you. Thank you for being here in my cup for all the farmers and all of the people throughout history who are responsible for bringing this beautiful plant into the human consciousness and for every single hand who has touched this plant and has brought it into my cup. Just a deep thank you for for the history and an honoring and just a reverence for the spirit herself. And I'll likely set an intention for myself. Today, my intention was to just open my heart to creative expression. Open my heart to flow. Open my heart to what I need to feel, what I need to see. And I'll drink the cacao. And cacao takes about 30 minutes to kick in. So I like to put on some binaural beats and just meditate as I drink and just, you know, drop in, breathe, maybe do a breathing exercise, throw on a guided meditation, or just start journaling right away. But I find that I really like to just meditate as I drink and then about 20 minutes in, I'll start journaling or about 20 minutes in, I'll start flowing through yoga or some kind of movement and you can feel it start to kick in it's like this just flow state is the only way that I can describe it and whether it brings up for me journaling that is more intense and heavy and shows me what I need to see or whether it brings beautiful poetry and connection and inspiration and creativity and elatedness. It's a different journey every time, but it's a journey. It's a journey every day of working with this medicine, of saying yes to her, and of opening my heart to cacao. And if you choose to work with this medicine, that is the most important thing. You have to choose to open your heart to the medicine so that she can go into this space and open your heart to the world. I'll say that again. Even if you're not working with cacao, even if you don't want to work with cacao yet, you have to open your heart to the journey, to the process of living open-hearted. And when you open your heart to that higher power, there is more allowance for whatever medicine you choose to come in to that space and open your heart to the world. So whatever means it is that gets you there, meditation, dance, yoga, journaling, ceremonial cacao, 
you make that choice every day towards the higher self-love, a higher compassion and a higher gratitude. And from this space and committing to this space every day, every day that your energy allows it, you will truly see the change in how you can show up with more compassion towards others. If you are interested in buying Ceremonial Cacao, the brand that I recommend with no, I don't have any affiliate or anything like that, is Fly Cacao. You can go to their website and read even more about cacao. That is the cacao that I choose to work with and that I love. You can absolutely work with any Ceremonial Cacao and it's just so up to you where your heart leads you. And if you wish to experience ceremony, which is a whole different story and just a whole different beautiful experience. When I first experienced cacao ceremony, it was virtual. And I'm not kidding you guys. Afterwards, I felt like I was actually tripping on psychedelics. I felt high. Like, I felt like so airy and elated and in space and in this complete space of just full presence and love and like seeing everybody who I was in front of for exactly who they were with an open heart and no judgment. It was actually, and I've done other plant medicines and it was the most profound experience that I've ever had. I am hosting a ceremonial cacao circle in November, in mid-November, and it'll be virtual. So if you are anywhere in the world, you can join. I will be announcing the exact date of that this week and posting way more information on that. So stay on the lookout for that on my Instagram. I'm Sam four underscores Doyle. Or you can just look up Sam Doyle and you'll probably find me. And even if you don't have ceremonial cacao, even if you don't have it, it's still a ceremony space, right? It's still a deep dive meditation healing session and circle where anytime you come into a deep healing meditation and circle with other like-minded humans who want to heal and open their hearts, you are absolutely receiving the full benefits because the energy that we create when we're in community with each other, even if it's through Zoom, even if it's through a video, when it's live, that shit is powerful. And we connect our energy fields and we receive that medicine. So stay on the lookout for that. Again, my Instagram name is Sam with four underscores Doyle. And I am so excited if you've gotten through this episode and you are somebody who wants to open and heal your heart. I am with you and we are going to do it together and you are going to do it on your own and I'm going to do it on my own. And it's so powerful. So if you employ any of these tools that I just shared, please let me know. Please message me. You guys know that I love to hear from you. Instagram is the best way. If this podcast resonated with you, it helps me so much if you subscribe on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, 
And if you leave a review about how you are enjoying the podcast so far, it helps me grow and reach more people with this message. Please share with your friends and your family members. It means so, so much to me when you guys do. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I love you. I'll talk to you next time. Peace.